Welcome to the Magic Pisces Podcast. Magic Pisces podcast episode, I don't know. This is going to be Black Magic. This is the Black Magic Pisces podcast for today because I'm going to talk about some totally psycho shit. <laughs> I'm not. I'm feeling a little bit psycho right now, not completely. If you go back and you listen to um, my old podcast on Blueberry Addiction and Redemption, there's an episode called Demons, and you can hear me being psycho from a psycho place. Um. I intentionally recorded an, epo- ep- an episode inside of a insanely depressive episode, and I didn't filter it. I might have filtered it a little bit, but but um, not so much. But this one, um, you know, there's been like talk of mental illness during COVID, and I think it's a really valid. Um, it's it's something that that really needs to be discussed. And um, the impetus for this episode, it's it's Sunday night. I don't know if I'll even release this, honestly, but it's Sunday night. Um, I just released one on Friday. But um, it's Sunday night, and I was talking with a friend about another friend and who I had a falling out with. And um, the the impetus for the falling out was that I went psycho about, I don't know, it was probably like maybe like seven or eight weeks ago. I can't remember exactly, but um, I sent a I sent this this person a picture of myself with a gun to my head. It's just a BB gun, um, but I, it was just the place where I was at, and it's actually an old picture. It's a it's a picture from um, like a year and a little over a year ago, and I was just in this super deep, dark, gnarly, dark night of the soul, and it was just brutal it was like towards the way end before of this dark night before I had my my more recent spiritual awakening so I've had like a few dark nights and I've had a few spiritual awakenings and every time you go through a dark night um, you emerge from that dark night having worked through all the basically hell we're basically talking about like the what hell actually is um, hell is an experience of consciousness it's just a it's a it's a completely reasonless um, I heard it said in the movie Platoon, Charlie Sheen is writing a letter to his grandmother towards the beginning. And he says, he says, grandma, dear grandma, um, someone once wrote that hell is the impossibility of reason. And that's what this feels like hell. And he's sending her a letter from, you know, the bush in Vietnam or, and, uh, or he's sending her a letter as a, you know, a grunt from Vietnam. He says a grunt can handle it. A grunt can handle anything. No. Now, there's some crazy shit to have to deal with in life is the Vietnam War. You think COVID's bad? Try going through that shit. But anyway, I digress. Um, so, you know, it's weird because I'll occasionally get these, like, rem- these remnants. Did I mention that it was a BB gun? I think I did. But it looks real. It looks totally real. So occasionally these remnants kind of pop up and I just had this really fucking fucked up COVID day and I was just feeling super fucking crazy, 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 you know, just fucking nuts. And I, you know, most people think I'm pretty positive and stuff and I'm kind of like an inspirational kind of Facebook whatever and maybe I'm a little provocative with stuff, but there's this side of me that's just completely nuts, right? It's completely unresolved old like childhood, past life, who knows what it is. Maybe it's a chemical imbalance, who knows what it is, but part of what makes me so good at what I do for a living for, at coaching is that because I've been through so much shit inside of my own consciousness, 
inside of my own experience of what it means to be alive that um you know i i can there's not anything that surprises me or that i can't be with or that i can't just you know sit down with and be like huh tell me more <laughs> you know what i mean and i i realize i come off i might come off a little bit less than compassionate in regards to um uh, you know, some of my, the political stuff I say on here in particular. Um, but, I, you know, you, you can put any human being in me, in front of me, in any state of mind from every possible walk of life. And I can, I, I promise you, I can sit and have an experience with them. Um, and and in part, that, that, that ability or that whatever you want to call that, perhaps even that gift comes as the result of all the crazy shit I've been through in my life and all the crazy places my crazy brain has taken me. Um, it, it just, it just has taken me crazy places and, and occasionally it will take me a crazy place, you know, and I have tools. I have all kinds of tools. We all need tools. Um, but I have, uh, you know, Course in Miracles and I have Kundalini Yoga and cold showers and all this stuff. Right. And then occasionally just a little bit of the cray, <laughs> A little bit of cray pops up, you know, and um, I got a little bit of my cray on a trusted friend of mine, and my this this person kind of lectured me for it. They were like, "Well, that's serious. Suicide is serious. What, what are you sending me that for?" And I'm like, "Well, because I'm really not feeling very good right now, and I thought maybe I could get some help from you." <laughs> Well, you know, it was kind of like I kind of got lectured for it. Well, this is very serious, so if don't do this unless you're serious. And so then, you know, where a person who is in that state of mind goes, that person being me, is, well, do you need me to prove to you how serious it was? Because I'm, now I'm thinking about really demonstrating to you that, yes, I was being serious, you fucking moron. Kind of like that sort of thing. You know, and I worked through it in about, I don't know, 20 minutes or something. I was just like, okay, I'm crazy. I'm in the crazy. I'm going to work through the crazy (laughs) and did it. And then I made like a formal amend. Like I kind of owned that it was a little crazy. And then I got sort of like lectured again about it. And then that was sort of the end of the friendship right there. Because I was like, please don't lecture me. Now I feel like I'm being lectured. And don't, don't you worry about me. And so I, you know, through the lens of like the spiritual path, I'm still unclear if I owe another apology um, and I'm praying and asking for guidance on that one, you know, and this is like what spiritual work is all about. It's about like, I went crazy for a minute. I fucked some shit up. Now I got to clean it up. You know, it's not about the Lotus position. It's not about chanting and sitting on the mountaintop and, you know, Shangri-La. It's about like, I just done fuck some shit up because I got a little crazy. Now I got to clean it up so I can stay on the path. That's what spirituality is about. But it's it's weird because when people get, um, uh, you know, you'll see like signs, suicide awareness, or, you know, call the, su- people will post on, you know, Facebook. This is the suicide hotline number. Mental, you know, health professionals are standing by or whatever. But, um... You know, it's weird because it's the kind of thing you it's such you can you can basically cry out for help. What that was, what what was going on there with me was that was a cry for help to a trusted friend who's actually a professional, you know, like a, does what I do, a professional um, who then told me that, well, I'm not the right one for you on this. Um, you're wrong. Basically, you need to call someone to help you. And I'm like, well, I just did. I just did. Right. And so um and so it can get really 
lonely, essentially, and to the point where it's like, okay, well, I actually, I will show you that it's serious. I will, f- you know, and then in my head, I'm like looking for the nearest bridge. And again, you know, this, this did not, this didn't, it didn't take very long for me to work through this entire episode. Um, and, and it's weird because I can go back to like my childhood and just remember being such an angry kid. I was, you know, if you were to, if you were to ask someone I went to high school with or junior high or even elementary school, what I was like as a kid, they would probably tell you that I was smiling and laughing and joking around and kind of the class clown type of a kid. Some might say it was kind of a dick in junior high, which I definitely was. Um, but, um, but inside there was just this craziness, just this just this crazy little fucking psycho, just this little psycho monster, you know? And and it's weird because here I am at 45 years old just like sorting out the psycho, you know? Still, the psycho, will, the psycho will make appearances from time to time. And having that crazy side of me, it's, it's, it's one of my greatest gifts if I can manage it. And it's not, I don't, I'm not like bipolar or anything like that. I, I might be like mildly, I've often wondered that, but... Um, I notice that there is a very direct correlation between sugar and mood. So if you got mood stuff, cut the sugar out and you might see that it improves very rapidly and very dramatically. But um, what essentially happens is you become emotionally intoxicated. So a situation or a circumstance will arise over which you have seemingly no control and that situation will cause you to... uh, experience emotions which have chemicals associated with the emotions with them experience emotions which have chemicals associated with them and then what happens over time is you become addicted to those chemicals and you start to crave them whether you realize it or not and so you will seek out situations in which to anger yourself so as to refeel the emotions which re-release the chemicals which um, your body then i guess it absorbs the chemicals are absorbed into your system um, into your bloodstream or wherever, and you get this very peculiar hit off that. And so occasionally there'll be a situation that arises where I'm like, oh, shit, you know. And So you clean it up, you clean it up, and you move on. But then tonight I was speaking with a, a friend of this other friend that I had the falling out with, and then I explained to them what the falling out was about, and then they were like, well, what were you doing putting that on them? And I was like, uh, you, I said, well, this is what I'm talking about. You try to, people tell you to cry out for help and then you cry and then you actually, people tell you to ask for help and then you ask for help and then they shame you for asking for help because you had a funny way of expressing it because you were crazy at the time. I was like, so you, you just shamed, you just did it again. And so then immediately I go into this like smaller version of, oh, okay, well, I'll show you how serious I am. And it's like that, right? And then. It's like, no, you're not. I would actually never do that. I would never kill myself. I know I wouldn't. I'm positive. Because I've been I've been that depressed. I've been as I've been as depressed as a soul could ever be. I have experienced depression and despair in the absolute gnarliest sense of what that word means in and existed in a very literal Dantean realm, Dantean-like realm of hell. I have been there. I've been there several times, um, particularly when I was battling addiction with heroin, but that was really just the crown jewel. That was just sort of the crown jewel. That was like the, 
I guess that was the crown jewel. I don't know if I'm using that term correctly. That was just the, the culmination of several little mini dark nights I had been through over the course of my life that eventually led to a spiritual rebirth. Um, but then you get, you have spiritual rebirths and there are, there are, I swear to God, when you're a spiritual being, there are little critters that want to, want to get you. We're all spiritual beings, but when you're walking a spiritual path, there are intentionally, when you're intentionally walking a spiritual path, there are little creatures, little critters, little fuckers that want to get you, that want to destroy you because that they, because they know you are on a path to uh, they know that you're on a path towards the light and that being on a path towards the light um, then help in, helps you to enlighten others, right? It helps others um, to gain from your light. And so some of the most powerful spiritual beings you encounter have been through hellacious periods in their existences in which it is only the deepest and gnarliest surrenders that will break them free of those infernos they find themselves in. And my last one, which was about 14 months ago, it, it ended, it started in May of 2017, and it kind of ended just about a year ago, you know, but then you have like a little flare up, like I had a little COVID flare up, you know what I'm saying? And I accidentally puked it on somebody and then got like in trouble for puking it on somebody <laughs> by the person I puked it on. Like, don't fucking puke on me. And I was like, but I, my stomach was upset. You know, it's kind of like that if you look at it metaphorically. <laughs> and then I'm like, I'm sorry. And they're like, well, you were wrong, just so you know. And I'm like, oh, fuck. Well, now what do I do? And this is what this is the kind of shit that people are facing right now. I mean, I have tools, I have programs. I don't need to pick up a drink. You know, I don't I don't need to like annihilate any further beyond the point where I realize I'm in the middle of annihilation, so I stop it, I reverse it, I get supported, I have a conversation, I do some yoga and I move beyond it. But there are people out there fucking suffering right now. There are people out there boxed up inside with nowhere to go and no one to talk to and no motherfucking jobs, many of them with serious fucking substance abuse problems, substance abuse problems that were bad before COVID and that now are just, you know, I couldn't even imagine what it would be like to be an alcoholic right now because there's not even any support groups around. They're all like closed off which then begs, you know, deeper questions about the nature of the quarantine and how much is enough and what are the real costs of this thing. Um, not to get it political, but that is a valid concern. Um, it, you know, I think it's a really valid concern how many people are suffering so much inside right now. Uh, and, and what is the cost of not releasing people or not quote unquote opening up going to be, you know? Um, and I, I, I honestly don't know. And again, shit, see, I did not want this to turn political, but here we go. Um, again, um, there are multiple sides to this issue. You know, there are multiple sides to this issue because imagine yourself, you're a business owner, a restaurant owner, and you've been doing business at this restaurant for the last 20 years or 30 years and this whole thing is your life and now it's gone and you kind of like to drink quite a bit anyway when you work the restaurant because that's what people do in restaurants a lot of them is they drink and they party and now there's no work and so it's straight to the party but then the party um, soon morphs into full-blown alcoholism and now you're seriously fucked and there's no place to go to get help 
And these are, you know, this is, this is, these are some really serious things that are not being discussed enough, you know, um, and, and they're valid. And I share this very vulnerably, very open, very openly, and very honestly, as a pretty fucking well-adjusted, happy, level-headed person, I'm still prone to bursts of fucking craziness. And I have all the support in the universe, and I'll still go crazy. So I can only begin to imagine what is going on in the mind of the average, like, uh, unrecovered mentally ill person or unrecovered alcoholic or active alcoholic or active drug addict with absolutely no resources. It's terrifying to think about. So, you know, getting real in this episode. And uh, at some point, there won't be any political talk. I, I can't wait for that. I can't wait for things to settle down. I heard a really cool quote from uh, Hawkins, David Hawkins, the other day. He was talking about... Um, you know, just not stepping on bugs, like, and, and preserving the sanctity of bugs, like, preserving the life of bugs. Sanctity, is that, did I use that word correctly? I don't know. Preserving the lives of bugs intentionally, like, stepping over them on the sidewalk. Like, just doing that as, like, a practice is, it's, like, enough to uplift, like, the entire world. Because you are just being so caring towards life. And I've been doing that. I've been uh, intentionally, we have, my house has ants, and um, they're all over this time of year when it gets hot. There's ants everywhere, and they're just in the garbage can, and they're all over the counter. And I've just stopped fighting them. And and sometimes though, when you're um, when when I'm doing dishes, they'll get on my legs, and I don't notice it. And then I get into bed, or I'll go to lay on the couch, get in bed, and then I'll feel them crawling on me. And so what I've been doing as a practice is what I feel the ants, they're just little ants and they don't bite, but little tiny brown ants. But when I feel them crawling on me, I, um, I, I bring them to, I, I open the, I walk calmly outside and I just sort of like shoo them off me and I just let them go. I free them. I free the ants. And, and it's really a fascinating practice because I'm like, damn, I'm like not killing these things. And, and, and Hawkins says, you know, you could hold up all the signs in the world you know, in protest, and that is gonna that's gonna help humanity more is your respect and reverence for, um, for consciousness of sentient beings, right? Um, and again, I don't I don't mean for that to sound political, but that feels it feels as if um, that's kind of my my role in all of this is to I just don't I don't um, I I personally do not resonate or vibe with the energy of protest, uh, particularly the protests that's, that are going on now. That might have been different, um, you know, years ago, decades before. Um, but I don't, there's something about it I don't vibe with. And, I, and I've, I've actually, I've truly prayed about it. And I've meditated on it. And it's just not my calling. Um, so then that begs the question, well, if that isn't your calling, then what is your calling? And so what, are, what then are you responsible for? And it's really just for cleaning out the clutter of the cray. <laughs> continue to clean out the clutter of the cray, right? So that I can continue to be the vessel that I am. And that's kind of like once once you are aware that like you have some sort of responsibility in this entire existence, then you know it becomes a matter of integrity. So am I doing it or am I not doing? 
doing it? Am I honoring my particular calling or am I not? And a lot of people don't have a calling. They just, they don't wake up. They're just like doing jobs. And some of them are drinking themselves to death, as I talked about earlier. And they, they're not even aware that there's something else, something bigger um, and vaster beyond all of it. But once you realize there's something bigger and vaster and that you have a choice, you know, it's at that point, it becomes your responsibility to do something you know, with your destiny, which is referred to as living your dharma versus living out your karma. Karma is kind of like when things just happen to you, and dharma is kind of like you making things happen. And so live your dharma, right? And so I told a crazy fucking story to illustrate, you know, what turned into a couple of points about a couple of things. But, you know, if you got those you know, there are crazy people all around you, I promise you. There's someone who you see in the grocery store or who's a coffee shop barista or who's a bartender or who is, you know, a grocery store checkout person or your friend or, you know, someone who's very successful. I guarantee you, you know crazy people. <laughs> I guarantee you know people that are going, that have shit going on inside of them that they have absolutely no idea what to do with. You know, it come to find out this person who's, in my, in my regular experience, a part of my regular experience, an employee at a place that I frequent is completely fucked up on alcohol. Completely, completely, completely fucked up. Just, just you know, kind of on the edge. And this is a person I'm in contact with every day and nobody else knows except me and a couple of others. So there are people out there and they are suffering. Right. So and a lot of times the, the fact that people are suffering is projected out onto social media. People are just screaming for help. Help me. Help me. Help me. Help me. You know, so. I don't know if you are if you do care about me, <laughs> but don't worry about me, please. Regarding the crazy story I told, I'm all good. I'm seriously all good. I just have a part that shows up that's crazy that I got to manage one uh, once in a while. And the point of this was really just to sort of presence that there's some crazy stuff going on right now with COVID. And one of them that is not talked about enough is this whole mental illness thing. So I hope you've enjoyed. I'll talk to you next time on the Magic Pisces podcast, the Black Magic Pisces podcast. Bye-bye. 